If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. And here we go on a Tuesday, a championship Tuesday. The Denver Nuggets are the newest franchise, their first ever championship live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. There's a lot of choices out there, and we appreciate you stopping by. Well, J-Mac, a 16-win, 4-loss, 16-up, 4-down playoff run, 9 double-digit wins. You know a team is good when they shoot 55% from the free-throw line and can't hit a three to save their life. They miss gimmies, and they won. A little historic. Yeah, I'm wearing black today, mourning the end of the NBA season. It's a sad day. Season over. Uh, great season it was. Now we got free agency, and uh should be fun, exciting. So uh, 16 wins and four losses. If you go back and look at the NBA champions – that have four or fewer playoff losses in their run. They're all dynasties. The Warriors, Spurs, Lakers a couple of times, Spurs again, Bulls four times, Pistons. They're all dynasties. Denver didn't just win the finals. They mowed over the league. And you know, basketball has made several key pivots since I've been watching it. 80s and 90s, back-to-the-basket centers, highly physical, tackling was semi-allowed, physicality, rebounding, defense won. And then about 2004, they eliminated the hand check. The game got faster. Guards, the tempo, blazing speed. 
2014-2015, the small ball warrior three-point revolution. And do we have another one? Jokic. Giannis and Jokic. Seven-foot guys handling the ball. But in Jokic's case, it's the shooting, which is elite for a non-center. It's the free-throw shooting. It's the passing. He's going to get a lot of centers paid. It's historically unique. The NBA is getting very international, and these international bigs are highly skilled. They make the flashy domestic American guards less relevant. Jokic is kind of doing a Steph Curry. When Steph Curry came onto the scene, he got a lot of shooters paid, a lot of imitators. A lot of people thought they had in Trey Young another Steph Curry, and Trey Young's good. He's not close to Steph Curry for a million reasons. And when you have Jokic, all of a sudden now watch his influence in the league. He's going to get centers paid. People are going to ask other centers to do Jokic-like things, and he's one of one. And so was Steph. I know Steph got a lot of guys paid, and you think your shooting guard is Steph. Nah, the selflessness, the IQ, the movement, the shooting, the clutch gene. There's one Steph. And that's the thing. There was one Kareem and one LeBron. There's just one Jokic. To give you an idea, he averages just about 10 assists. You know another center they think is a good facilitator, good passer is Embiid. He averages four. And he's not nearly as durable. And he can't shoot like this. I mean, I really like Giannis. But Giannis shoots 27% from threes. He shoots 64% from the free throw line. And he doesn't pass like this. It was about a month and a half ago where voters decided they could not give Jokic a third straight MVP. And their argument was, well, come on now. That would be historic. Let me give you some history. Jokic is the first player in the NBA's entire duration to lead the NBA in points, rebounds, and assists in a playoff run. Kareem didn't do it. Akeem didn't do it. LeBron didn't do it. Magic didn't do it. Not Shaq, not Giannis. The first and only ever. And that was the knock, right? You can't give him a third straight MVP. I mean, come on. That's that you got to save that for for guys like MJ and guys like LeBron and guys like Jokic. First player league history. 16 and 4 playoff run. Let him assist points and rebounds. Again, this team last night shot 17% from three-point land, had twice as many turnovers, shot 56% from the free-throw line, and won because of Jokic. They won all year because of Jokic. Other good players, including Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Godin, good staff. But Michael Porter talked about it after. Yeah, I don't really think you can uh, put it into context. Like, Nikola, I mean, all... He, he does so many things for our team. He's so he's so good of a basketball player. Like, I don't really think people understand how good of a basketball player he is. I mean, but to to do this, you know, we're we're happy for him, and um, we're happy for everybody on the team. But I mean, Nikola, he led us all playoffs with his passing some games, scoring other games. This was a historic run. I don't know how you could say he's not the best big man ever. Well, he's certainly in that class. He's different than Shaq, who was different than Akeem, who was different than Wilt, who was different than Kareem.
but he is one of one, like LeBron and Steph and MJ. Um, the last 15 years, let's talk mobility. Because I think the view, the worldview of the NBA, and a lot of fans don't love it, is it's too mobile. Stars are leaving. And when they leave, they win. No, let's be careful. The Warriors won pre-KD, during KD, and post-KD. LeBron moved around the league, and he won wherever he went. <laughs> okay, that doesn't mean it works for everybody. Inspect the league closer. Russell, MJ, Bird, Magic, Steph, Kobe, Duncan, Isaiah Thomas, Akeem, and I presume Jokic. Multiple championships, stayed with one organization, were patient, and let them build around them. Yes, yes, LeBron did move around a lot and won everywhere he went. But that's like saying, I don't need to go to college because Steve Jobs didn't. You're not Steve Jobs, and nobody's LeBron. Here's the big issues with mobility that we don't talk about. Often to get a star like Carmelo Anthony, remember that Denver to New York? You got to give up rotational players that are valuable, draft capital. And the other thing is, you don't give your free, your front office, time to build and plan and execute. If you go back and look at LeBron, yes, he moved and he won, but there were always weird, odd fits. Kyrie Irving, yeah, Kyrie, LeBron's going to run the offense. Eventually, Kyrie didn't like it. Hey, Bosh, hey, Kevin Love, can you move away from the basket? They sacrificed part of their careers, big chunks of their stats to appeal and appease LeBron. Dwayne Wade and LeBron took a couple of months to figure out how to play together. I still contend they were not a great fit. They were just great players. Denver's players, because of patience, it allowed the front office to draft and develop and have a plan and take time and now execute. Chemistry develops when a front office finds a star and can methodically build around the star. That's why when you watch Denver, you don't think about it. Nobody was talking about Aaron Gordon before the playoffs started. But when he got in foul trouble last night, you're like, oh, my God, Aaron Gordon's off the court. They're in trouble. That's what staying put does. You're not desperate. The pieces work. They fit. But it takes patience. And I understand none of us have a lot of that. But be careful about using LeBron as mobility works. The Warriors won before KD and after him. LeBron's a one-on-one. Can't count him. And Mike Malone talked about the slow build, the smart build, the loyalty by Denver. Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. I used to have it up on my board when I was a head coach in Sacramento. And it talked about the evolution uh, in this game and how you go from a nobody to an upstart. And you go from an upstart to a winner and a winner to a contender and a contender to a champion. And the last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something this franchise has never done before, but we have a lot of young, talented players in that locker room. And I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins um, what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. And what's really great about Denver, which has always been an underrated sports city, they love everything, is that 
There's some physical players that are hard to replicate. I mean, Aaron Gordon, what's the duplicate of Aaron Gordon in the league? That long. You notice how gassed Jimmy Butler was? That's Aaron Gordon leaning on him. Bigger, stronger, physical. Jimmy Butler was literally hiding last night for a quarter. He was completely gassed. And Jimmy Butler's a great player. But a bigger, stronger man on you for seven games is a lot. Then they had Christian Brown, the young kid on Jimmy Butler. Again, draft, take time, develop, find a place he fits. I don't think you can find another Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter for 6'10 and a half, long, uniquely skilled, Jokic. A lot of these championship teams, you can lose a shooting guard. There's a lot of guys in the world that can hit a three. There's not a lot of Aaron Gordon bodies. There's not a lot of Jokic bodies. There's not a lot of Michael Porter bodies. This is a very unique lineup, hard to match up against, hard to replace, hard to duplicate, and those guys are going to be around for a long, long time. You know, we said during the year, we pay attention during the regular season when the ratings aren't as good, J-Mac. We pay attention to flashy players and sensational players and firework shows. But I found Denver fascinating to watch. They remind me a little of the old-school Bird Celtics when they had Parrish's length and McHale's length. And at one point, they had Bill Walton and Larry Bird. They were just long, and they were feisty, and Bird could do unique things, and Jokic can do unique things. Length and size, it's a little old-school basketball, and I loved watching it. Uh, I did as well. I do wonder, you you make it sound like they're going to be potentially forming some kind of dynasty here with yeah. the youth. But Colin, the, the idea that they have been hunting a title for so many years now, Jokic underappreciated, Jamal Murray underappreciated, they're no longer the underdogs. And yeah. you can be sure LeBron and KD are watching this saying, I got, we're getting revenge on those guys next year. But it's really interesting. If you look in the West... Now, again, we don't know if they'll be healthy. If they went to the finals next year and Jokic or Porter, Gordon got hurt, it's yeah. different. But what's interesting that plays into Denver's favor, look at the stars out West. What do they have in common? Kawhi, AD, LeBron, Durant, Chris Paul, Dame. They're old. That's a good point. They're all a lot of the stars. And if they're not old, Paul George, they've had injuries. And so you have this young gigantic team in their prime when you're in your prime when you do get hurt you get back sooner the west has had the most stars for 15 years in this league they're all aging at the same time yeah and the wave of new players like the Aaron fox is excellent i expect next year to sacramento to take another mm -hmm. leap denver they don't have to take another leap but what's happening to denver sometimes it just works in your favor when nick saban went to the sec there was a lot of bad coaches that was part of the momentum that alabama won quickly build recruiting momentum what really helps denver is the west's stars have gotten really old all together yeah clay steph draymond Kawhi, dame like they're all getting old kd chris paul so it, it's, again, I think Phoenix is a team to keep your eye on. Really? I think Chris Paul is going to stay in Phoenix. They're going to go get some bench depth. Uh, Vogel will make DeAndre Ayton a better player. But if you, you start looking at the West, it's getting creaky. Yeah. Well, there are two teams you didn't mention with young stars ascending. Memphis Grizzlies with no. John ja Morant. Yeah, silly. And the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic. How about an all-European Western Conference <laughs> final next year? Luka versus Jokic. I'm going to bet on Phoenix. Chris Paul returning. Vogel helps. They you, add bench depth. You just depth. love Kevin Durant. I do. You do. I like Durant. 
Uh, are you tired of running out of hot water? Never deal with freezing cold showers, even if you're third or fourth in line, even if you just ran the dishwasher, even if you did a couple of loads of laundry. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, it is interesting um, how often our all-time great players drop in the first round of the NFL draft, don't go number one. Steph Curry didn't go number one. Jokic is a second rounder. Patrick Mahomes went like, what, 10 or 11? Didn't have a winning record in college. Jokic, again, falls to the second round. Wasn't a dynamic player his first year in the league. Um, And now Mahomes runs the NFL and Jokic runs the NBA. They have a couple of things in common. They're a combination of a lot of different players. Uh, Mahomes has Brady's penchant for perfectionism, Favre's arm, Steve Young and Roger Staubach's creativity, and the Aaron Rodgers' brain power to not make really many big mistakes in big games. Jokic has some of Larry Bird's passing, Giannis's ball handling, Dirk Nowitzki's shooting. He really does if you looked at the postseason numbers, and Tim Duncan's sort of methodical, humble approach. Now they both run their league. Um, Also, Mahomes has a great coach and a great co-star in Travis Kelsey. The rest of the parts move around. You've got a great coach in Michael Malone and Jamal Murray. Some of these pieces, they're just going to move around. 
both also will play a very long time. Mahomes gets rid of the ball quickly, rarely takes big hits. His coach, Andy Reid, and that O-line protect him. Jokic, similarly, very durable. He's not hyper-athletic. Hyper-athletic players like a Westbrook tend to age poorly and quickly. Um, I've always been, if you listen to this show, you know this, I've always been anti-flashy small guard. John Wall, uh, Derek Rose, uh, John Morant. You know, they're they're fun players and they're dynamic players and the media just falls in love with them, but they don't make anybody else better. They don't win championships. They're not terribly durable. And the truth is, um, more than anything, is do they make anybody beyond themselves great? Um, Jokic's durability, his ability to make B players B-plus guys, C players B-minus players is really something to behold. And he tends to make, to me, he makes a John Wall or a John Morant or a Trey Young. Exciting, gifted, hyper-athletic players. He makes them feel smaller, kind of less relevant. They're fun, but it's cotton candy. It's not, it's not real winning basketball. It's not, you can't trust it durability-wise. They'll get broken down very quickly. And there's a lot of players in this league. If you start adding up people that didn't have a lot of flash and people got bored with, Kareem, Duncan, Giannis, Jokic, Bill Russell have 24 titles. Those flashy point guards I just mentioned have none. Steph Curry is one of the few flashy point guards that you can build around. They get hurt. They don't last long. They're often about themselves. Now, Steph is unique in that he's become more of a facilitator too, and he also stepped back when KD arrived. But Jokic makes small ball look like it's over, and he makes these flashy, fun, flamboyant young players that are, you know, drive to the basket, crash to the floor, 44-inch vertical. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're fun to watch. They're unique. But are they really that relevant when it comes to, you know, like May and June? Uh, you know, it, it's even after winning last night, there's just a kind of a humble gracious, it's all about people beyond me attitude with Jokic that I think is a turn on for a lot of fans. Now you are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. <laughs> uh, I, people say it's kind of a garbage game. It's kind of ugly. But I, you start looking around this league as Kareem's game was the skyhook. Right? Like, that's what it was. Russell's game was about defense. Like, Shaq was wildly fun and powerful. But a lot of our dominating bigs, Tim Duncan, it was a methodical approach. Kareem, rarely hurt. Akeem, rarely hurt. Uh, there's something to it. It's international. It's highly skilled. You don't get as much ego. I know it's not flashy and fun. But it does feel like it's sustainable. I, I don't I think he's gonna age slowly like Mahomes. He's gonna age well. He's gonna age slowly. He's got the right coach. He's got the right co-star. The other pieces will move around, right? You know, Kansas City may move through coordinators. They're gonna move through uh wide receivers, offensive linemen. He's got Travis, he's got the GM, he's got the coach and Andy Reid. That feels like to me with Mahomes. Mahomes can be flashy. But in the end, it's his ability to do all the small stuff, not miss the easy stuff. That's what makes Mahomes. We, we, with Patrick Mahomes, we always fall for the wild, crazy left-handed throw. He does one of those a month. The angle, side throw, he does one of those a game. What Mahomes is really good at, getting to the line, being creative, fundamentally strong, 
doesn't make mistakes, finds the open guy. That's really what Mahomes is about with a great coach and Travis Kelsey. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. So what do you do with the Miami Heat? Um, The perfect fit is Damian Lillard of the Blazers. Damian Lillard has said the one place it works. He's good friends with Bam out of Bayou. Uh, the bottom line is, I mean, a great moment last night that tells you where Miami is. It was late fourth quarter. They desperately needed a basket. They gave the ball to 37-year-old Kyle Lowry and said, go cook. And he got hammered by Aaron Gordon. Uh, they just, they don't, they're not dynamic enough. Is bad. So their starting backcourt was one for 10. And Jimmy Butler's now gone to a couple of finals and he looks gassed at the end because he's kind of like their go-to offensive score. You cross your fingers, you know, on a Caleb Martin. Is Bam hot tonight? He needs help bad. So, I mean, that's Steph Curry always had somebody. LeBron always had somebody else. It could be a D-Wade. It could be a Bosch. LeBron's always had somebody else who was a consistent elite scorer. And then multiple role players on his championship teams, a KCP, a J.R. Smith, uh, a Ray Allen, somebody else that could get a bucket or get hot and end up with 20. Butler just needs more help. And they got a hole, and there's a guy to fix it. Now, the other thing for Portland is, I mean, listen, it's been great. But I think it, it's a win for Dame because he can finally vie for a championship. And I think joining Miami makes them a championship-level team. Uh, I, I think Boston, I think we know what Boston is. I don't think there's another level for Boston. Miami beat Boston, and I think they have another level. Dame would take you to another level. I think, I think we've seen what Boston is. Um, Miami, uh, uh, Milwaukee, excuse me, is going to reboot. Uh, Philadelphia is going to make some moves. I think everybody in the East next year, the Knicks, they'll all get better. I don't think Boston will. I think Boston is what they are. I think we know exactly what all their players are. Hart- Horford's old. Robert Williams, a defensive guy. Marcus Smart's 11 a game. Good defense. Jalen Brown and Tatum don't work perfectly together, but they work. And Joe is fine, but not special as a coach. I know exactly what Boston is. I know what Miami is too, but they would be significantly better with an elite score. And and the other thing, and this is why I've said, you think it's crazy that if you brought somebody like Jordan Poole to a Boston, it means Jason Tatum wouldn't be relied on in these big spots and would have more gas at the end of a series. When you watch Jimmy Butler, he can do it in the first round or two. He can do it for several games. Last three games, he's disappeared. He's just tired. He's got big guys leaning on him. So I think this one works. I think Portland has the number three pick. That's probably going to be Scoot Henderson, who is their next great guard. They've also got some other good young players. They can maybe get a Tyler Hero, get a bunch of draft picks, and Portland can reboot. I mean, now they're just, Nurkic gets hurt too much. Dame is small and hurt. Like, it's time for a reboot in Portland. And Dame's one of those personalities. Smart guy, gets it, been around the league. He'll fit in anywhere, plays hard, plays as often as he's played hurt for years. Uh, sometimes he's hurt and still plays. So I think this is the perfect combination. Eric Spolstra on the heat coming up short. We ran it up against a team um, that was just better than us in this series. Um, and uh, and you have, to, you have to tip your hat to them. That, 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 I said it, but they're one hell of a basketball team. Uh, they play the right way. They compete. They're well coached. Um, and they have a strong culture. And for the record, that game last night was all tied up late. Put Dame on that team. 
potential different outcome because Denver, I think you'd admit this, J-Mac, Denver was tight. <laughs> they couldn't hit free throws. They couldn't hit threes. They were tight. I think they started one for 16 from three, yeah. the worst half, I believe, in NBA Finals. Yeah, they history. probably played their worst half. They played a great defensive fourth quarter, but they were tight. Put Dame on Miami last night. They win that game and go back to Miami. Mm. And by the way, as we're all talking about where Jimmy Butler go, it wouldn't be a conversation. You wouldn't be looking for Jimmy Butler every time down the floor. You'd have Dame. Dame would be your leading scorer. Butler would probably be your best overall two-way player. Bam could be your third scorer. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you kept Tyler Hero, just kept him and move other pieces, he's your fourth. That's a championship team. Did, so did you see Butler drove late in the game? I think they were down one or two and kicked to the corner, and it's Max Struess jacking a corner three with the NBA Finals on the line. That's right. Like, you want that to be Damian Lillard. I would take a 30-foot Damian Lillard shot over Max Struess from anywhere. You know, well, like, I mean, outside of Steph... Could you not argue Steph and Luca? Dame's the best shot maker in the league. If you needed a jumper, Steph. I, mean, he, I believe he he has won. He's had two walk off three pointers in playoff history. Nobody's ever done that. Like won a series with a shot. He did that twice. Yeah, he's clutch. Yeah, I like Damian Lillard. So I, I was watching that game late, and I was thinking to myself, if Dame's on the floor, Denver doesn't get away yeah. with playing that poorly. How they about lose James that game. Harden in the Heat culture? Would that work? Oh God, no, Harden. Oh no, God no! He's not. He that's not willing to defend. He's the yeah, opposite exactly. of exactly. Heat culture would clean his act oh, up. Finally, no, no, no. You're, you're trying to solve a problem. It's <laughs> it too late. Want to be solved? Yeah, I mean, Dame is small, but he doesn't lack effort on the defensive end. Dame, Dame plays hurt. Dame's been Dame's flaws. He works through. Like Harden's flaws, he has no interest in getting better at. He's not going to defend. So I, I, I think Dame is. Uh, an exceptional guy, an exceptional player. And again, veteran, smart, been there. Everybody would be on the same page. Dame, we need two great years, and he would absolutely provide them. You know, Dame is athletic, but he doesn't have like, he's he's athletic. But his games, it's a shooting game. He's a shooter. He's going to age fine. Dame will, aim, Dame, Dame will be able to shoot when he's 50. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Perducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Jokic against the all-time great centers, Kareem, Shaq, Malone, and Akeem. And for our radio audience, it's kind of complicated, but for our TV audience, it's not. Only Kareem, in terms of championships, MVPs, and first-time All-NBA in your first eight seasons, Jokic is better than Shaq, Moses Malone, who I watched, Akeem. He's not Kareem, but Kareem, in my opinion, is easily the best center in the history of the league. But all five are very unique, and that's what's interesting about bigs. A lot of small players can have similar games. Bigs are all different. So Jokic is noteworthy for his passing and playmaking. Akeem was known for his footwork and defense. Shaq for his power, Kareem for the skyhook, and Malone for his rebounding. Um, Jokic, though, is easily the most diverse in terms of skill set. He does more things well than all those guys, including Kareem. Kareem didn't pass like that, but that or he didn't shoot like that. Either did Shaq, Moses, uh, or any big. Jokic may never be, he'll never be as good a two-way player as Akeem. Akeem was good O and D. He'll never be as memorable as Shaq. He'll never be as productive as Kareem. Kareem just played forever and on great teams with great teammates. But in terms of, I mean, here's all you need to know. Jokic could lead the league in assists. Years ago, there was a, there was a moment in Wilt Chamberlain's career when he just wanted to lead the NBA. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lead it in, like, rebounding. And he just did. Uh, Jokic could lead the league in assists. I mean, he was third without actively trying to lead the NBA in assists. So, uh, but all these bigs tend to be different. Russell and Wilt had totally different games and personalities. Embiid and Jokic, totally different games and personalities. Shaq and Akeem, totally different games and personalities. Uh, Jokic feels very European. Humble, no ego, good passing, high skill, played with men when he was younger, so he developed pretty quickly. But uh, I don't see it going away. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You know, I think about this all the time when I watch great players. And I can remember having this conversation with a friend like 15 years ago. The, the truly great players are even greater than you think. Because, I mean, think about how everybody in Peyton Manning's division when he was in Indianapolis, every GM in that division 
literally built a defense to stop Peyton Manning. Think how great Kobe Bryant was. You literally devised a game plan to stop Kobe. Not the other guys. Nobody devised the game plan to stop Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, Rick Fox. Good players. You devised a game plan to stop Kobe, and he still scored 34. Is that the difference between Mahomes and even Burrow and Josh Allen is, like, significant? And a lot of it's Andy Reid. Some of it's Andy Reid. But I saw this story this morning. The Chiefs could feature the NFL's only $3 million backfield. They just don't pay anybody in the backfield. And because you have Andy Reid, who's the best play designer and probably play caller of my life, Bill Walsh up there, Sean Payton, and then Mahomes is the most talented and intuitive uh, player that you can just do things other people can't do. Think how good Josh Allen is. He needs a better running back. He's had competent running backs. They're not good enough. Think how good Joe Mixon is. To me, the second-best quarterback in the league. He absolutely benefited greatly from Joe Burrow. Aaron Rodgers needed Aaron Jones. I thought Drew Brees' last three or four years of his career relied heavily on Alvin Kamara. Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's totally different. Just think about this. As good, everybody freaked out when Kansas City moved off Tyreek Hill. Okay, so look at Mahomes' numbers with Tyreek Hill and without him. They're better. He threw for 400 more yards, four more TDs, fewer interceptions, and a significantly higher passer rating without Tyreek Hill. And so between Reed and Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Mahomes literally without Tyreek Hill had more yards, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, higher passer rating, more points a game. Without Tyreek Hill, rookies, cast-offs, players from the Giants, Sky Moore, totally different ball game. So when, when, when people talk about this, don't kid yourself. Running backs matter to Burrow. Lamar Jackson, by the way, when J.K. Dobbins got hurt, they mattered to Breeze, Rodgers. They just don't matter because of Andy Reid and Kelsey. They just don't matter for Kansas City. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I saw a story this morning, doesn't rule out sitting out this year. Wait until you see Daniel Jones without, playoff Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley. By the way, Geno Smith, I think he led the NFL this year in passer rating, got to the playoffs, Hall of Fame level coach. What did the Seahawks do with their, I think it was their second pick or their third pick in the draft? Second round. They went and got another running back. Like he needs another star running back. So this idea that running backs don't matter. No, they don't matter to Mahomes. But you see this all the time is that we don't even understand. Literally Miami, their entire game plan was to disrupt Jokic. He still becomes the MVP of the series. Like he's so much better than everybody else. Mahomes is so much better. Everybody in that division. I mean, the Chargers, what do they do with Mahomes? They go out and get a defensive coach. Try to slow him down. The Eagles had two weeks to prepare. Can't stop him late in the game. So I, when I see these stories about running backs, listen, even if you have a really high-end quarterback, Lamar, Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, running backs matter. That's why when that J-Mac, when the Vikings move off Delvin Cook, I'm like, be very careful. Be very careful. Like, Delvin's really good. Kirk Cousins is solid. But th th this narrative, like, I know nobody wants to pay running backs. 
take Mahomes out, there's no question that Josh Allen, and to Buffalo's credit, they pinpointed it in the offseason. They had to get better at running back. For Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and a very good defense, they had to get better at running back. So I think the narrative's gone way too far. Running backs don't matter. They don't matter for Mahomes. Do they matter for Justin Herbert? Absolutely. Okay. I've been doing my NFL previews a little bit. They mat- I think a running back mattered to Herbert under the last coach uh, who was running the offense. Under Kellen Moore, I don't know that's the case. Kellen Moore likes to go a little deeper. I think Eckler's probably gone from the Chargers after this season. Well, we'll see. We'll see I, I, how it works. I, I think they can they could go get Kareem Hunt on the cheap. He's by the way, he's still out there. Um, I don't know. I Joe Burrow does he need a running back? Well, I think Mixon was now. Does he today? I'm not sure. But Mixon helped him a lot when that O line was falling apart. Mixon got short yards. Mixon mattered. I like Mixon more than you do, uh, but I I think he was crucial. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, Denver had a very historic playoff run, 16-4. and four. Uh, As good as the Lakers were, uh, swept them. Um, Phoenix gave them trouble for, you know, about three days. Uh, but by and large, Miami was absolutely red hot, took care of Milwaukee and Boston, and they put so many different people on Jimmy Butler. They put KCP on him, Aaron Gordon on him, uh, Chris Brown on him. It, it In the end, Butler looked gassed. Nick Wright, first things first, joining us live. How surprised are you? Um, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll start with this. Take LeBron out. So people often say mobility sure. works. Well, it works with LeBron. Kevin Durant. That's correct. Warriors won before him, during him, after him. Take LeBron out. He's like Mahomes. He works without a running back. You can get rid of Tyreek Hill. That's different. But you go to Russell, Michael, Bird, Magic, Duncan. The stay where you're at model and let the organization patiently build around you. Could I not argue if you just take LeBron, the greatest player ever out, that what Denver's doing is what the Spurs did, is what the Bulls did, is what it's what the Celtics did. It's it's really... it's what the Bucks. Well, listen. I think your I the super team model is really a LeBron James model. That's right. Now the the model that definitely works is having an excellent team already intact and adding either a great player or a final piece. The Raptors with Kawhi had a team that was good but not great, a culture, all of it. Then they swap out DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, win the title. The Warriors had already won a title, gotten to another finals. They swap out Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. They're one of the greatest teams ever. That obviously works, right? But the other thing that obviously works is what? The Bucks did, what the Warriors did before Durant, what the Nuggets did, what, to a lesser degree, the Heat have done, yeah. where they add the piece in Jimmy Butler, but the rest of it is built up from within, what the Celtics are attempting to do. So, yeah, I actually agree with that wholeheartedly, that the microwaved 
a, you know, team out of nowhere. It blew up spectacularly in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm not sure if it, it will ever get off the ground with the Clippers. It has really only ever worked with LeBron. And to be honest, the, the, even the LeBron parts have had fits and starts with it, most notably the first year in Miami. Yeah. And so, yes, I do. Th- I think people I con- consistently, Colin, Come May and June, see what it takes to win a championship, and then in December and January, totally forget about it, (laughs) and over the summer. And they just trick themselves into thinking, well, this team can't defend, and this team doesn't have depth, and this team doesn't like each other, but they'll be fine when those teams are never fine. Yeah, Denver's defense in the fourth quarter and their chemistry in the end, which is hard to build either if you're not playing together for years, won it. it Jokic is interesting. So years ago, if you got 10 assists, that meant you were also um, creating 20 points. But in the three-ball era, 10 assists can be 24 points. And when I yep. look at Jokic... Beyond the 25 points, there's the 10 and 11 assists. Um, His elevation of others. I said, when I watch Jokic play, I don't know. I mean, all the great centers have been different. Kareem was the skyhook. Moses Malone was the rebounder. Shaq was powerful and flamboyant. Sure. There's a Duncan component to Jokic, which is, it's kind of fundamental. uh, With a little little Larry Bird passing. But when, when you hear about the Jokic historic... One of your pushbacks on three MVPs in a row was a legitimate one. Let's save that for the all-time greats. And then you watch Jokic and you're like, okay, has he become an all-time great? He's an all-time great. He's an all-time great. Like this is, and people, I think sometimes they might hear me say that and say, oh, Nick's being inconsistent. I am being the definition of consistent. There is a final level. He achieved it last night. Yeah. People might think this sounds ludicrous, but I believe it to the marrow. 24 hours ago, Nikola Jokic was not an all-time great. Now he is undeniably. Yeah. That's how it works in this league. And the frustrating thing with me, with the Jokic commentary and then the backlash and the backlash to the backlash is people pretended that he was being singled out. It is the exact, to a T process, Giannis went through. Won an MVP, people are like, he's awesome. Won another MVP, had a really crummy finals, and people were like, hmm, let's pump the brakes a bit. Then had a start-to-finish dominant get-all-my-back playoff run, and the whole world said, yeah, you're one of the 25 greatest players ever. Undeniable. That's how it works. Those are the steps in this league. And those of us that said we need to see him do it over two months in the playoffs – Folks, the response was, why do you need to see it? And the answer to that is not to be a jerk, but you know what the answer to that is? Because James Harden's have existed in the NBA forever. Yeah, Guys who are unbelievable in the regular season and then come the postseason either can't last or go backwards or the moment gets to them. I needed to see it. Yeah, And by the way, I for, for me to consider him, 
one of the two or three best players in the league right now, he didn't need to win the title. Yeah. Just getting to the finals and what they did against the Lakers, it's like, okay, that's undeniable. Yeah. But now, having won the title, if people want to say he's the best player in the world, even if I personally still think Giannis is, can be more impactful on both ends, and Giannis by a hair would be my pick, I totally get it. Yeah. That's how it works in the NBA. It's how it's always worked in the NBA. Yeah. By the way, we understand that in boxing, UFC, tennis, downhill skiing, any individual sport, you have to win the gold or win the fight. Yeah. If Conor McGregor had never won the big fight, he would just be a flamboyant, fun guy, good on pay-per-view. He wouldn't be considered the greatest UFC you know, potential fighter of all time. And can, can I yeah. add something else to it, Colin? Since 1980, and this is why my pick of the heat in hindsight was it went against history. Yeah. Since 1980, Colin, if you don't have one of the 25 greatest players ever, you can't win the title unless you're on the 04 Pistons. Because it's Magic and Kareem, yeah. it's Moses and Dr. J, it's Bird, it's Isaiah, it's Jordan, it's Akeem, it's Duncan, it's Shaq slash Kobe, it's the 04 Pistons, it's Wade and, and Shaq, it's Dirk, it's KG, it's Kobe, it's LeBron, it's Steph. It's Giannis. Kawhi, I guess, is the other outlier, but he would have been, but injuries yeah. ruined him. It's Jokic. So Jokic is now in that group. He is one of the 25 greatest yeah. players ever. And in the NBA, I know it's not an individual sport, but we have almost a half century of history that says you don't need – having Jason Tatum is fun – and it's cool, but if you want to win a title, you need a legend, not an awesome player. Yeah, it goes back to uh, like the Mahomes thing we talked about earlier. You had to see the win last night. I always thought Mahomes was great. But to lose Tyreek Hill, have better numbers and win, okay, that's different. Like that, that even yeah. for Mahomes, it's like great, maybe greatest ever now. And I think yes. those moments last – speaking of this, and I was talking about this early earlier is that sometimes I think we undervalue great and think about this so all teams did for 30 years was try to stop LeBron the whole game plan was on stopping LeBron and they still couldn't so the J.R. Smith can give you 21 no game plans trying to stop him the gap between LeBron and J.R. Smith we know is substantial but the greats are so great like Jokic Miami's entire game plan as a defensive team stop him nobody could Can't and I was it. thinking about Can't this with Mahomes Mahomes is the only quarterback in the league. Burrow needed Mixon. Uh, Lamar's needed J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Herbert needs Eckler. Um, obviously, Daniel Jones needs Saquon. Dak needed yeah, Zeke at his prime. I can argue Mahomes is so great, the gap between him and Burrow, and we both love Burrow, is so great, he didn't need Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need a running back. Because of Reed's yep. ability to create plays and then Mahomes' ability to finalize those plays, right? Is that, yep. do you feel like, I, I was? I saw this story about the Chiefs are going to have a $3 million backfield, which is just unheard of. Yeah. Do you believe, and you you know, I know you're a, you're a Chiefs guy, but I, I, I think to myself, yeah. God, Mahomes is even significantly better than Burrow. Well, oh yeah, I don't, I think there is a real, 
I think Joe Burrow has earned the right to be called the second best quarterback in football. But I think there, you, someone wants to argue Jalen Hurts. I'll listen to him. I don't think Josh Allen's in that tier at the, anymore. But if you want to argue, you can make a compelling case. But that's where the argument has moved to. Because the gap between the guy we're showing video of, Patrick Mahomes, and every other quarterback, I think is bigger than the gap between whoever's number two and whoever's number eight. Because wow. there, he simply has no weaknesses as a passer. And at, not just as a passer, but as a player. I mean, we talk about the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, and no one brings up Mahomes. But some of the most legendary quarterback runs in modern playoff history yeah. were by Patrick Mahomes. The touchdown before the half against Tennessee where he shook off three guys and ran for 30 yards to go, go to the Super Bowl, the one against Cincinnati to set up the field goal, the one against the Eagles to set up the game-winning field goal on one leg. Those are all – that's with his legs – and that's like his fourth option. The thing that I find fascinating to watch in how the Chiefs are going to try to build this out is they have clearly leaned into what you're talking about, which is why spend, you know, get a seventh rounder in Pacheco, try to keep McKinnon, so you know, spend as little as possible there and bulk up the rest of it. I wonder if it's one point if the opportunity presents itself. Will they counter the other direction, which is what would it look like if in a era where running backs are cheaper than ever, we had one of the four best running backs in football where teams occasionally had to actually respect the run? <laughs> Not what would that do for our running game, but what would that do for Patrick Mahomes? Like they have a lot of other, you know, kind of punches they can pull, if you will, as they build this out over the next decade. And I do think that they're going to have to do that if and when Travis Kelsey either slows down or yeah. retires. Because while he can, that has been, I, you know, it's not underrated, but having arguably the greatest tight end ever with him the whole time has obviously been a massive part of his dominance. Yeah, we've never, and by the way, another credit to Mahomes, we've ne never really considered, even with Gronk, even with Kellen Winslow, we never considered the tight end as the number one target. Mahomes is great enough that we're going to take a yep. mid-round tight end and that becomes yeah. his target. It's always been a star receiver for Bradshaw, for Aikman, yeah. for Staubach, for everybody. Speaking of star receivers, by, by star receivers, speaking of star receivers, I know my guy Josh Allen's going to be on the cover of Madden, but what's up with Stephon Diggs? I know. Why is he so unhappy? I know. What, trouble in paradise. I mean, they were best buds. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't have reporters on the ground in upstate New York, <laughs> but you know, it seems like yeah. there's just trouble in paradise up there, and you just hate to see it. You <laughs> yeah. just really hate to see it. Yeah, I know. For the you know three-time defending AFC East second-round defending <laughs> champion Buffalo Bills, you just hate. So it. obnoxious. All right, Nick. Yeah. First things first. Good seeing you, buddy. See uh, you, buddy. You bet. I've been telling you about Tacova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of 100 bucks at tacovas.com. Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H-E-R-D. That's H-E-R-D at Tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. 
and point your toes west. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.